songs unleashed. Welcome back, everyone, to Axons Unleashed. We're back with uh, the other half of these 50 questions for Robbie's 50th. Uh, we've done the first 30 questions in part one. We're back for part two. How are you feeling, Robbie? Well, we just went outside and had a little break, and I said to the team there, who I've interviewed a lot of them in their, in their little podcast, the Vortex here, I'm like, now I know what it's like to be when someone else is asking the questions. So now they've been <laughs> rapid fire. Yeah, they've been they've been really cool. So uh, it's it's awesome. certainly I know that I've shared some things um, with with everyone really that you had no idea about. So I hope hope you guys are enjoying it, enjoying it. Let's see what the next twenty questions brings. So the first half we went through a bit about you, a bit about uh, your life examples, uh, like. Who, what are your hobbies and, and who were you as a child? How do you want to be remembered? And we've gone through some military stuff. So this next two sections uh, we're going through are property-related and business-related. So a little bit of a swing back to a bit more professional side, uh, but let's kick it off. <laughs> so question 31, what is a common myth about uh, your job or industry? A common myth about the industry is that you don't need anyone to help you. Mm. Like, how hard is it? You know, we get a few buff heads on some of our stuff going, well, you don't need to fucking do this. Just open up the Pac-Man. It's not that hard. Mm. I'm like, bro. But then how many people have we seen make such bad mistakes like in property and absolutely waste their housing entitlements? Yeah, heaps. So that's that's definitely a misconception. It's not like it can't be that hard. You know, we mate bought a property, so I'll just do what he did. I'm like, oh, that's cool, bro. Just fucking go do that. But I wouldn't have a business. We wouldn't have a business that we've helped hundreds of other people that are so grateful mm-hmm. and so happy and so proud. And able to go again because yep. of the decisions and the, you know, the seven ingredients to a healthy property market that we really, um, you know, align all of our, our focus on is – what making sure that people invest in and or buy properties in the right location so they're not wasting their money so that things are going in the right direction so you're not like me with my cans property that 10 years later i sold it for 10 grand more a <laughs> dollar <laughs> a year it's all right yes that's definitely a misconception is that it can't be that hard and why do you need someone to give you a hand what's the biggest challenge the industry is facing today oh interest rates going up um, you know, there's been crazy 25, 30% growth in a lot of markets recently. You know, as I hold up my arm like this, um, but really we want it to come back down to a little bit more sustainable level. So, you know, definitely interest rates are taking some of the heat out of the market, which is good. We can't have the economy and the property market steaming ahead at 15, 20, 25% growth. Now, those people that took action and rode that wave, great. Those people that are like, oh, I'm just going to wait till like it cools down a little bit. You missed out. So anyway, yeah, as the saying goes, the best time to buy a property uh, was yesterday, quite frankly. What's something that everyone in your industry should start or stop doing? Stop listening to family and friends. Mm, good one. By far the majority of reasons of why people are like, yep, yep, this is awesome, you know, going to pay my deposit, want to come on as a paying client, boom, 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 get down to it. They're like, oh, yeah, circumstances have changed. They're like, 
why, mate? What's going on? I'm like, oh, well, I spoke to my family over the weekend and like, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, here we go. They think I should invest yeah, in Yeah, they don't think it's a very good idea. I'm like, mate, go fucking <laughs> I know that you like me and you like Axon and you like the rest of the crew, and but you like your family a little bit more. I'm catching up. That's I'll get okay. There. <laughs> that's totally fine. But yeah, anyway, so that's, you know, it. I feel, I don't feel sorry, but I've, I'm disappointed that family and friends that haven't been educated, don't have the right mindset, are not successful in property in themselves, why would you go and get advice from someone who actually hasn't done it? They're very well-meaning. Of course they're very well-meaning. They have well your meaning. best interests at heart, but whether they know the best, whether they're doing that every single day, whether they're involved and in doing the research and, in, you know, this is the stuff our team is literally paid to do every single day for hours and end that's all good. I, I, I don't mind. So what was the, fir- that, that was the first bit? What is... Start or stop doing. Yeah, so stop listening to your family and friends when it comes to wealth creation unless they have generated a huge amount of wealth by themselves, in which case you don't need me. Go talk, go talk to them and go be mentored mm-hmm. by them, all right? Um, and then the other bit would be start making sure that you are not that you're working with a builder that's going to provide you a fixed, a, a full turnkey package. That's another big mistake we see people do. Like, oh, you know, I've got like, I can get the same thing you're showing me for 20 grand cheaper. I'm like, but it doesn't have a landscaping. It doesn't have a driveway. It doesn't, won't have curtains and blinds. You won't be able to rent it out straight away. So again, it's just, it's just a, just one of those things that make sure you're working with a builder that's going to provide you a full turnkey package and an absolute full turnkey package whereby you read the fine print and you don't get to the end of the build and like, oh, that turnkey, you wanted the driveway. <laughs> oh, sorry, mate. That's 15 grand that's plus extra plus, plus, plus. <laughs> What's your most important lesson you've learned in your property career? Be patient. Be patient. And every decision I've ever made with my property career is my responsibility. Nice. What's one idea that experts in your field say that you disagree with? Buying existing properties. You know, buy, oh, mate, go to an area, find an estate which is under duress, i.e. go take advantage of some fucker which is going through a bad time. Buy the property under market value, make a couple of improvements to it, and you'll be right. No, nah, it's full of shit. Oh, there's no way I would go and spend a few hundred thousand dollars on anything and buy something secondhand. Mm. Not happening. Yeah, so I, I, I fundamentally disagree with buying secondhand properties or established properties. Uh, what's your favourite part of your job and what's your least favourite part of your job? <laughs> um. It's funny hearing it as a job. Yeah, I don't, I don't have a job. I'm just living life. Well, first and foremost, so I've only I've only had two jobs as an adult. One was in the military. I got frog marched out of that. The second one was with old mate that I joined afterwards. And when he found out that one day you and I wanted to start our own firm, one day in the future, he frog me. He frog marched me out the next day as well. Good track record. Yeah, man. good track. So I went fuck it. I'll start my own firm. I'll now, let you know. There's only one. <laughs> there's only one person that can frog march me out of here, and you're just the one asking me the questions. And I've gone all right so far. Um, so yeah, that's. <laughs> I just love changing people's lives for the better. Mm. It's fucking gold. Like I genuinely love it a lot. Mm. You know, it's like um, our clients make so much more money 
and have so much like their, their net net position of their portfolio is so much more than any of us will ever receive. Mm. Like the fact that we've now created over 190 million dollars of wealth into the defence community. Have you or I made 190 million dollars? <laughs> uh, no. No. <laughs> Here's the I'll thing, check though. The account. <clears throat> no. Yeah. Um, I would still be doing this interview and this podcast right now if I had $190 million in the bank. So I I don't give a – like once the monetary stuff takes care of itself, the greatest thing I truly love is just that, you know, and and we went down to Canberra recently, did a meetup down there, and the people that I've met over the years on Zoom but never met physically literally come to me and wrap their arms around me and go, thank you so much. Thank you for the guidance. Thank you for the mentoring. Thank you for the team. Thank you for everything you've done. I'm like, no worries, bro. Like there's that little thing. There's there's a compliment. Like there's a – well, what's the, what's the best thing someone can say about you? I'm like, just thank you. That's yeah. you know, that's it's, it's the greatest thing. Should we give a little plug right there that there is some meetups coming up for the uh, yes, early Brisbane next year, early Sydney. in 23, Brisbane and Sydney. We're coming to see the you. The dates have been uh, set. Well, they've been penciled in, yeah. and the team are currently looking at venues yeah. and things. So, yeah. See you soon. See you soon. And you can come and wrap your arms around me or just <laughs> shake my hand or fucking pat me on the ass or do whatever you want and just say thank you as well, if you like. Um, and what do I dislike about my role? You know what? There's nothing. There's physically, there's literally nothing I dislike. There's mm-hmm. other mundane tasks, like as the CEO and the ops manager of the business, you know, at, at the same time, and, and the property coach. I want to be able to – I love having all my fingers in those pies, you know. Mm. We've got – a property specialist manager. We've got a build support manager. We've got a marketing manager. You as the general manager, you guys still go and do all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. But as the owner of the firm, I'm still responsible to make sure that I can oversee all that other stuff, but I don't need to go and do it. You know, I can basically provide my you know, my commander's guidance here for one, one of a better term. Yeah. But I don't dislike going to the meetings. I don't dislike sitting in there just going through all the stats. I'm actively listening and I'm mm-hmm. attentive because I give a shit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I'm sorry to disappoint everyone, but there's nothing about my role here at Axon I dislike. Zero. Yay. <laughs> What's the best advice a mentor ever gave you about the property in- the property industry? Um, the game of real estate is not about buying houses. It's about understanding the numbers. Mm. It's about putting the right financial structure in place and knowing what the differences between market valuations and mortgage security valuations, understanding what impact interest rates is going to have, what does cash flow look like, negative and positive gearing, how does an offset account work, principal and interest versus interest only, the fucking list goes on. So if you haven't watched our brand new finance videos, jump online right now and go to our webpage. They're sitting there, you know, as a free resource for you guys to be able to consume. But please, please, please understand the numbers. The numbers are by far the most important part. Yeah. And that's why we have, you know, financial planner, accountant, a mortgage broker. You know, they're such key people that we that we work with as well because yeah. they're numbers. Little known fact. <clears throat> When I went and did a week's worth of on-the-job training with old mate that I joined when I got out of the military, I literally went back down to Canberra. That's when you know that all that discharge stuff was occurring anyway, so it was sort of mm. very fortuitous as far as that goes. And, and I want to extend some gratitude to that guy again for about the fucking 50th time to say thank you so much for giving me a chance. It really, really means a lot. 
um, you know, and and there's been other people that have left us and left left us recently, and they've gone off on their own ventures. And maybe one day they might say thank you to me. One day, <laughs> probably unlikely, but because they're standing at the back of that line calling me, calling me, uh, they're, they're in the back of the line that people don't like me. Um, <clears throat> and the line is long and distinguished, and it ain't fucking finished yet. But I went back down to camera. I'm like, right, as part of my career transition assistance scheme, CTAS, I want to go and do my mortgage brokers course. So do you remember that? I've, you know, from Canberra, went up to Sydney, went and sat in the room for three days, learned all about the finance and the regulatory and the, you know, mortgage broking stuff. I'm not a mortgage broker. I'm not registered with the MFAA. I don't want to be a mortgage broker, but I understand the language of numbers. And um, Debbie from my, my broker and co who's been, more, you know, mentoring myself for effectively the last nearly eight years on all things to do with mortgages and finances and everything. So when I'm doing the suggested plan for everybody, all of our clients, I give her almost an 80% solution for her to then go and do the legal framework and the regulatory requirements around it. So mm-hmm. it's one of the things that I really, really enjoy the most. But yeah, buying houses is – sorry, being successful in property is not about buying houses. It's about knowing your numbers. Don't ever forget that, ladies and gents. What have you learned about being in this field that people should know? Similar. I have learned that – Buying in the right – I knew this already, but I've really, really seen it lately and we sh- it becomes even more important going forward. Most people have made money in the property market over the last couple of years. Shit, even Port Pirie has gone up in value a little bit. <laughs> Townsville's gone up in value. Mm. Perth's not going down anymore. Darwin's, you know, Adelaide's gone up a little bit. <clears throat> like, oh, fucking Adelaide's booming. It's like 11%. I'm like, bro, a fucking house in Adelaide was like 340 grand. Now it's 400 grand. That's, you know, that's not a booming market. But sure, it's not going down anymore. So great. The, the, the market and the post-COVID boom has done very, very well. The in-COVID and post-COVID boom has gone very well. Mm. So choosing a location to buy in hasn't been that fucking hard recently. No. But going forward, focusing on really, really narrowing down where to buy those seven ingredients to a healthy property market you spoke of, you've got to be surgical. Mm-hmm. You've got to be precise You've got to be uncompromising on where you buy next, but when you buy next, mm-hmm. because the rising tide is not going to lift all boats. Mm-hmm. There are markets across Australia going down big time. Why? Because they're overpriced in the first instance. Mm-hmm. Fuck you and I drove Correct. down to Gerringong a couple of months ago, driving through Sydney, mm-hmm. all the Rockdale and everything on, on the Princess Highway from the airport down to the south coast. And you're like, oh, I used to live over there. I used to live over there. Like these old shitty 1950 red brick fucking houses. For over a mil. For $1.75 million. Yeah. I was like, the fuck? No wonder they're coming down in value because <laughs> go and have a look over my shoulder and go and have a look where you can buy up here for $1.7 million. A shitload more. Mm-hmm. So there are other, other markets that will, will remain resilient even though interest rates are going up a little bit. So, yeah, that's what you need to focus on. What values are important when considering the kind of business you want to build? The values are all about the team. Mm. For me, the values are all about the team. Like you can have a great vision, you can have a great leader, you can have a great business model, but if you don't recruit the right people and if you don't allow the, the, the greatest challenge that a business owner has is that the, the belief and the passion that you and I both have in this business needs to be translated into other people because I'm not on 90% of the calls. Once I do my coaching bit, I hand it over to other people and then they go and they effectively service the client for the next 12 months. And if the same 
ethos and the same belief and the same passion and the same way we do our business is not coming through their mouth and their actions and the way that they treat their clients when I'm not there, your business is going to fucking fail. So you really need to make sure on focusing, recruiting the right people. Um, trust. Tr- well, tr- trusting them to do, to do the right thing. But most importantly, it's my responsibility to make sure they're trained the right way yeah. and supervised and provided guidance and provided feedback and self-assessment and self-awareness. Because yeah, like as as the you know really integrity in doing the right thing is to when your actions when no one else is watching. Yes. And when I'm not on one of those calls, by fuck if it ever gets back to me that someone of my one of my team members made a client feel like shit, they'll Sergeant Turner will come back out mm-hmm. and they too will be fucking doing stuff around the drill square with their pack on. <laughs> and that's why people get upset and don't work here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Uh, question 40 we're nearly there uh, how are your how are you different from your competitors oh it's called um, the C word <laughs> not the one that you're all thinking about it's got four letters it starts with C but it's called care now everyone's like oh of course I care about my client no you fucking don't you're just trying to flog properties to them so you can get paid and move on to the next one. There's a reason why we've got 70% of all of our clients over the last few years that are repeat business or direct referral. Mm -hmm. No one would come back and want to go and put themselves through a build process and flirt with their financial future even more if it didn't work or they didn't want to do it again or tell tell their mates about it. Mm -hmm. So definitely when you have a level of care, like I literally just sat next door, another client who's now just – started her journey with us. She got she built a house with another defence member. No names, no pack drills a few years ago. And she's now just got access to our process and risk briefs. So I'm like, oh, hey, Rach, how you going? Like, how's things going? She's like, oh, my God, if I had known all of this stuff from an education piece before we even go looking for a property, when I did my first one, I would have just would have felt so much better about it. So yeah. the fact that it's not just a churn and burn, wham, bam, thank you, bam, thank you ma'am, um, business model, mm-hmm. and we actually care, slash give a shit about the outcome we, we, yeah. we create for our clients and the fact that we want to educate and mentor them and leave them in a better place because ultimately the, the greatest success for us is a client builds and buys a couple of properties with us and is like, see you later, Axon. Thank you so much for all the mentoring. I now know exactly what I'm doing. I'm now going to go live my life. Yeah. I'm like, fucking beautiful. Thank you. That's why you came for me in the, in the first place. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, um, that's definitely what makes us different. And the other bit would be, the fact that we embrace risk management. Mm. So I'm not a risk-averse guy. I don't do 11 years in SOCOM if I'm scared of doing shit. Like the mission's going to happen, gentlemen, anyway. No ladies on our mission, so I'm not fucking being gender-specific here. But the mission's going to happen anyway. Find a way to make it happen. Rehearse. Get other people involved. Come up with your plan. Come up with your con-ops. Have hindsight conversations in, in the here and now. So I guess it's a, it's the same thing here. Property investing in ro- involves risks and you need to be able to put things in, in place to prevent things going wrong. Oh, by the way, have a cure there. So when Murphy's Law strikes, you're not just sort of left, uh, left in the lurch. What surprised you most when you first started business? How hard it is. So when, <laughs> you know, I, I left a business that had been operating for seven or eight years and we had a reasonable presence online and we had a reasonable following and I'm like, you know, I'm like fucking sweet. People know me, people are going to follow me, like how hard can it be? I'll start my own webpage, I'll start my own Facebook group and the leads will just come on in. (laughs) (laughs) 
fuck me. It could not be further from the truth. So um, thinking just because I was part of a reasonably successful business before, mm. when I went, when we went out on our own mm. with that $50 whiteboard we got from Gumtree, go back and listen to episode one of this podcast, yeah. um, I thought it was going to be a lot easier than what it actually was. Mm. Now, don't get me wrong, come some nearly six years later, we've cracked the code and things do become a little bit easier, but it's fucking nearly tore you and I apart. It wouldn't it, go back. It took all yeah. of our fucking body and soul and mindfulness um, to get and it to money. this point. Money. <laughs> fuck me. We were, yeah. I know what the bottom of the runway feels like, ladies and gents. Don't you worry about that. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. <clears throat> Thinking that it's going to be easy to start your own business is fucking the, it's the biggest fool's legacy out there. And you know what? Good luck to everyone else who's about to embark on it. Mm. I'm not saying it's unachievable, no. but there's a reason why. I don't know the exact numbers, but there are, there's there's way more businesses that fail than what they do succeed. Especially so there's in the something first in that. Years. There's something mm-hmm. in that. What is your top strategy for success in business? Optimism is the first one. Um, grit is the other one, and belief. Mm. There you go. Three off the top of my head. Be optimistic that you're doing the right thing. Be optimistic, but not foolish. Very, very true. Yeah, re- realistically op- optimistic. Yeah. Uh, have an element of grit, i.e. determination. It is going to suck. It is going to be hard. You are going to have no money. You'll be like questioning yourself going, why the fuck am I doing this? But it you know, just rolls into belief. As soon as you have a lack of as – soon as, as soon as you stop believing in something, don't stop believing, um, you'll be out the door. And you will fail because you you won't have the right levels of grit, and you won't have, and you'll have an element of pessimism that you know, or or self doubt that creeps in all the time because you have lost the belief. What are the best resources that have helped you in business? I used to love going to um, seeing Americans come over here. You know, um, Gary Vaynerchuk come out, come over here. Um, Grant Cardona come over here, and you and I'd pay a couple of hundred bucks, and we'd sit in the thing, and we'd fucking write a heap of notes. Yes. Well, we've we've seen all the great speakers, and now, of course, we just get to watch it all online and listen to podcasts, and or um, you know whatever it's going to be. Immerse yourself in educating mm. from the masters of that particular field as much as you possibly can. Yeah. When I go to an event like that. I don't write down what they're saying, although sometimes I do, but look, this is the main thing I'm thinking about. So here's a, here's a little sort of hack for you, ladies and gents. When you go to s- listen to someone speak about a particular endeavour that you want to get better at, sure, take a heap of notes and write down some of the key points, but the instant thing that you should be writing down there straight away is, what does that mean to me and how are we going to implement it? That has been a huge thing that what you and I have done over the last few years yeah. is implement. we are the kings and queens of implementation. That's what I was about to say. There's so much, uh, you know, we have business coaches, we've gone to seminars, sessions, whatever. Spent oh, hundreds of thousands of dollars. But that we always do afterwards a debrief, like come together, what have we learnt and how are we going to implement that? And we do it with the team as well. They do sales training. They do marketing training. They do communications training. Uh, and then they do a debrief. They do a how, how do we implement this? What can we come together? How do we come together as a team and come up with a plan to put this into Axon? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Get your implementation hat on, team. You just, just 
Get amongst it. You're wasting your fucking time otherwise. It's called the suntan effect. You're in there and you're like, oh, yeah, this is fucking awesome. It's fucking gold. And then you shut your book and you never open the book again and you never, ever open it. And then the money and time and resources and effort that you've gone to even go to that event in the first place mean fuck all. Technical term for zero. And people often complain about business coaches because they're like, oh, it didn't work. No, you Uh, didn't implement well, they don't do it for you. They're not yeah. running your business for you. So, yeah. yeah. So good. What has fundamentally changed about your work from when you first started until now? What question are we up to just so the listeners can keep a bit of a track on what's 44. going on? 44. We're 25 minutes into this second session. Uh, I'll ask the question again, please. Question 44. What has fundamentally changed about your work from when you started until now? Well, we've got more people than just you and I. That's true. <laughs> so certainly um, understanding and being a, a scholar of workplace dynamics, like I'm fascinated by having new people come and join us. Mm. You know, Amana's joined us recently. Luke's joined us recently. Hopefully have another person join us at the start of next year. And then we're pretty much done from a recruiting perspective for, for the next little while. We kind of say that every like Yeah, and I'm like, months. oh, there's a good idea. Let's <laughs> recruit that person. I'm like, oh, that'll be better as well. But yeah, generally, generally uh, from there. So... You know, the whole form, storm, norm, perform, workplace dynamics, um, teamwork stuff there. Uh, and then you would join on to the next thing if you want to get really bloody technical with me. But anyway, um, watching the human dynamics in here. So mm. I love it, the fact that we, let's call it, we work together, we play together, we socialise together, we support each other's family together. I, I guess it's not, coming to Axon is not a transaction, it is a lifestyle. Yeah. You need it's to a embrace it. And it's a family. You embody it. You believe in it. Mm. You once you, when, and you once you get people like that, they don't just come to you to get their to get their pay in that you know, like that transactional manner. Like oh fucking cool, it's Wednesday, it's fucking hump day, it's fucking hump day. You say that again, you'll be fucking rolling on your hump out the fucking door. <laughs> or, I can't wait for the weekend. Yeah, good. You go fucking <laughs> go have your weekends with someone else then. So no, no, we, we and and. Fuck, we're never here late on a Friday. Let's just be clear. There's plenty yeah. of poets' days happening. Piss off early tomorrow, Saturday. Fuck, I learned that when I was about 18. But anyway, um, it is a really, really great workplace culture to have, uh, but it ain't easy. You know, there's some, there's some ups and downs. There's some, you know, there's been plenty of tears in here. Quick disclaimer, none of them have been mine. Uh, but, you know, it, it, that's not, certainly not here, anyway. certainly something um, that we have changed as individuals, as leaders, as mentors – um, then we, you know, as we grow the business, yeah. you know, we had we had you, you and I plus one, you and I plus two. Now there's you and I plus fifteen. Mm. So you know, it certainly has, you know, and there's been a few people come and go in dur- yeah. during that time. So we, we had about fifteen people in the business now for about two years, mm. but there's probably been about ten people change over. Yeah. You know, so there's that extra workplace dynamics right now. And I've said it plenty of times publicly before, and I'll say it again now. Even though the people that were Part of Axon during its first couple of years provided outstanding service to us. Mm-hmm. And we're very, very grateful to them for doing that. But Jesus, the superstars we got working here now are fucking weapons. And I love every oh. single one of them. It's just... We talked, we talked before about values aligned and I have never felt that a team has been more value, values aligned to Axon until now. Like yep. the, they are living and breathing the... The values and the mission and the the vision that we have, you know, set forward, and they absolutely, you know, live and breathe. They believe it. They they want to help the the people that you know 
their passion their and passion, their belief. Yeah. yeah, even our videographer here, Daniel, is in the in the studio. Some he, he went away for a week, and other people were doing a few video things. They're like, "Oh, see you later, mate. We fucking you know we don't need you anymore." He goes, "You can do the video work, but I'm not leaving. <laughs> I'll find another fucking job." <laughs> I'm not leaving. And so I, yeah, I, I love work, it. But I'm not leaving. I love it when uh, when when people say that that yeah I'm I'm here for a long time. It's it's kind of cool as well when they do come back from break. They're like, I missed you guys. Yeah, like, absolutely. Oh. Or we've got like the Slack chat channel going, and they're like, and then they're still bloody sending memes and stuff. I'm like, like you're on leave. Fucking yeah. stop stop doing work stuff. They're like, oh, I miss you guys. Dubs just put his hands up. He's yeah. like, that was me. All right, what are we up to? Forty right. five. Yep. What is the biggest problem you or your team solved in the last year? Working, um, ditching, ditching service providers that weren't able to handle the crunch when it came to mm. COVID. Mm. There are. I think it was always living by our brand promise. Yeah, well, there, sorry, that's a way bit. We should swap seats for the last five <laughs> questions. No, you, you, no, you're absolutely right, Tammy. You, as always, you've always put things in a way better way than I, um, a better way than Goodest I. English, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? When when we have uncompromising standards, and if like mm. it's the greatest risk we take, once we introduce a client to anyone, mm-hmm. be that let's do it in sequential manner: mortgage broker, builder, solicitor. Building inspector, property manager, accountant can be at that stage or later on, Mm. whatever it's going to be. But as soon as they are talking to someone who doesn't wear an Axon shirt, if that service provider doesn't give them the same feeling, if they have a poor experience with that service provider, whilst they might not blame us, we're involved in the transaction because we made it a curve or an introduction and therefore there's chinks in our armour. And I will never, ever compromise on the standards as far as that goes don't get me wrong i'm not like a one-shot wonder someone doesn't have a poor experience i'm like oh fuck you guys i'm not not using you guys again Mm. i'll unpack it and we'll do an aar and we're like all right how can we improve things better but if there is a trend going on and there is a service provider which is constantly providing axon clients shit service you don't deserve to work with the the people that we spend Mm. time effort money resources to find and coach Go fucking find your own clients. Mm. And I've cut people and firms away and, it's, and I am proud of doing it and I'll continue to do it down the track even though, again, the firms and the posse and the other other um, strategic partners that we've got are fucking brilliant right now. And I love all of you, every single one of you. And but we, we don't about, drop your standards ever. We spoke about having, you know, repeat and referral business and that goes in line with that, with that whole journey. If people are having a shit time at the end, if – if people are having a shit time with their uh, property manager, yep. why would they want to invest in property again? They'll go, oh, stuff that. That was so hard. I never want to do that again. And even though this year there has been delays, there has been, you know, problems in the industry. Uh, We're living it with our own house. Correct. But even though things like that have happened, it's the way people handle it as well, the way the, they communicate, the way that they – you know, deliver information and, uh, yeah, and just answer people's questions and and provide a good experience even in the shit times. Yep. And so it, it doesn't always have to go smoothly, but it does have to – you do have to come from the right place and communicate and act with uh, good integrity, like the best integrity mm. and, yeah. Agreed. <laughs> right. Good, good question. I love that. Yeah, so closing comment, I shall never, ever compromise on that. What's one initiative on your whiteboard that wasn't there 30 days ago? 
one initiative on my whiteboard that wasn't there 30 days ago. I don't know exactly what – they must be talking about my mental whiteboard. Um, I've got an initiative. I only put it on there yesterday. Oh, brand new. I've really, really loved the professional development stuff we've been doing intermittently throughout the year. Mm-hmm. One initiative I'm going to do, where you're going to do for next year, you're hearing this for the first time, take it as your commander's guidance, GM. We're gonna, do, we're gonna do. We're gonna do. We're gonna do a half day of CPD every month, Ooh. and it's gonna be formal, and it's going to be. It's gonna have a bit more structure around it. Okay. So I've loved. We're doing it quarterly at the moment. Yeah, I wanna. I wanna. Up, I wanna update that. I wanna right. get it done eleven or twelve times a year now. Okay. There you go. I love it. I always love the um, personal development. Anyway, I love um, personal and professional development, growing the team, um, not just you know what they're doing coming to work every day and and helping our clients but also how are they developing as a a good human how are they going home to their families how are they living their life how are they sharing that with their families their kids um living leading by example yeah I love. do you know who i was listening to yesterday when i came up with this who? Brene Brown. Oh, Brene Brown is a <clears throat> an American. She's like a white Oprah Winfrey, if I can if I can be complimentary. A lot of people know Brene Brown. Okay, good. I hadn't. Well, oh. sorry, I've known about it for a few years, but I watch. Oh. I was watching some Josh of her stuff. Saying he doesn't know. So enough, she's got this new book out, and I don't, I don't have any commission against the book. Right? So just fucking, I'm not banging anyone's drum here. But I was watching some HBO clips on the Qantas flight home yesterday afternoon, mm-hmm. and her her new book is called Atlas of the Heart, mm-hmm. and fuck, it is good. She was talking about the differences is that your between. Next Robbie's Rex? It will be. This is a sneak peek here, ladies and gents. Um, she was talking the differences between envy and jealousy, for instance, and comparison and resentment. Except, like, it was just fucking good Ooh. to hear her talk about those things. So yeah, um, you know, at the end of the day, as a coach, as a life coach, property coach, whatever it's going to be, as a CEO, as a leader here, I want to be able to understand human dynamics and that sort of emotional quotient stuff. So probably a little known fact. I'm a bit rough around the edges and I'm absolutely from the country, but I'm actually, I'm right into that stuff. I really, really give a shit about the way people think, the way they feel, the way they act and how I can sort of understand that better to make sure that we can provide the right environment. I mean, that's the ultimate goal as a CEO is to create a company and create the right environment to recruit the best people so you can provide the best services Mm. and have the best clients. But it all starts with you, me. Oh, there is a there's a Brene Brown um, another I think it's a Netflix um, special or as TED well. Talk or something. No, yeah. I think it's a Netflix. Um, oh, she's all about being brave as well, being brave and being um, yeah courageous as a person, doing the right thing. All right, we'll do another podcast about Brene Brown another time. <laughs> what do we got? Forty six or forty seven? Um. 47. Three to go, ladies and gents. I really hope you're enjoying this, by the way. I four have to go. Four There's 50. Oh, you're right. Eh? <laughs> 40, four to go, including 47. What's one thing your business or successful venture... 47. What's one thing your business did that you didn't expect? Expand so quickly. I didn't expect us to have... Even though, like I said, we've had about the float of 15 people or so for the last couple of years, which has been really good. And it's a good number to have. Like it's not too many. Like it's not just – there's not an office with four people here. Yes. There's an office with, you know, enough depth and enough um, breadth and width, I suppose. Um, But it's also not 100 that you you don't know the team. So it's a good little size right now. Um, Mm. 
when you and I first did some business coaching, we're like, yeah, in about 10 years' time, we'll have 13 people and we actually had I remember had it. that. We did an org chart. We had it mapped out per person. We'll recruit this person, we'll recruit this person, we'll recruit this person. And then do you know what happened? I literally, the thrill of helping people and the, the dopamine hit I was, get, I was getting from helping people, I was like, let's go do that again. Let's go do that again. And then it just kept coming and it kept coming. And I'm like, fuck, now we need some more people. I'm like, and, and like, I'm literally just hooked on trying to help as many people as we yeah. possibly can. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's where it came from. I didn't expect us to grow so quickly, but I'm glad we've flattened out. I'm glad we've found our groove. We're going to, ex- we're going to expand from a depth um, and experience perspective perhaps over the next couple of years. So when we do decide to have a bit of a bit more of a growth spurt per se and, and maybe bring on a few more people, we won't have people that have been here for seven months or nine months or ten months where everyone will have a couple of years' experience. Mm. So, we, you know, we'll be, really, we'll be really fat as far as that goes. <laughs> The axon spread. Probably fat from all the schnacksons. Um, what's the biggest ta- takeaway you hope listeners learn from this? That I'm real. Actually, you should know already that I'm pretty real. I'm very no bullshit. I have a very small filter. Um, I've got another little saying is that when, when you care as much as I do, I don't care. Mm-hmm. I, I don't care what other people think. You know, you, you can be a hater and that's easy. You can be you can be a fucking keyboard warrior. But unless you're the man in the arena like I am, the man in the arena like I am, unless you're here having a fucking crack, unless you're here donating tens of thousands of dollars to veteran charities and here providing a workspace for other veterans to get out and have a soft landing, shut the fuck up. <laughs> that's what I want that's that's what I want people to know about me. If you didn't already. What's next for you? Um, I'm never going to sell Axon Property Group. I'll tell you that right now. So I'll be here whilst my ass points to the ground. Okay. Um, she's like, oh, <laughs> is that right? <laughs> um, Dubs is like, sweet, I got a roll. But no, no, I'm, um, what's next for me is solidifying our our position in the market. You know, we've, we've uh, you know, we've been, I remember like three, well, we've been to go, we'd be so, Get your fucking words out. I remember we've been going for like three years. I'm like, oh, sweet. Like, I feel like we've got our training wheels off now. And then we got to our five-year anniversary last year. I'm like, oh, I feel like we're in university now. And I just now I just sort of feel like we've really, really got that reputation in the market and we've got that followers and we've got that community and we've got just so many people that love working with us. I can't wait to, as I provided some direction and guidance for half an hour ago, probably two hours ago, in the, uh, in the, in the marketing meeting, I'm like um, – Let's do more behind the scenes. Let's do more yeah. reels. Let's get let's allow people to get to know us as a fabric, as an as a the heart and soul of the business even more. I just really really think that uh, you know people are gonna gonna love that. So I'm looking forward to showing more of myself to the world. That's like that's that's my next immediate thing is that I want people to know even more about who I am as a person. And you know I've got next year I've got my 10 year anniversary of getting out of the military. So we've got your fiftieth. 50th in but another uh, few weeks. Hopefully the house will, will be in by uh, the Chateau Letourneur shall be built sometime in er, earlier to mid next year. We were hoping to be in for your 50th, um, yep. slightly delayed, and you, your birthday came yep. up anyway. And that'll be the 23rd of August 2023 will be my 10-year anniversary of getting out of the military. Wow. There you to go. 2013. 28th of August, 23rd of August, 28th of August, 23rd of August. So yeah, stand by for even more, um, more, more exposure and more vulnerability from me on that 10 year thing. Yeah. 
And big number 50. Happy birthday, Robbie. Happy 50th. Uh, but the final question is a real simple one. Is there any question that you wish I had asked? No, no. I've really, really loved the question so far. It's been uh, it's been insightful. It's been good to go through like my upbringing, what it was like in the military, transition, being in business, lessons learned, property stuff. <clears throat> At the end of the day, this is me. This is this... Um, yeah. You're not seeing me as a facade. You can see, like I lived and breathed being in the military. My fucking blood run green. Like when you first met me, I was a fucking walking, talking military machine, yes. ripped like a fucking deep sea racing mullet. Um, and you'd wear a lot of cam and a lot of ugly sneakers and caps on backwards and shit like that. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm in the military. She's like, you dress like a fucking wanker. What are you doing? Um, but I didn't quite say. But you know what? This is me now as well. I'm all in. I'm not. I'm doing this, you know, hundred percent I possibly can. I'll leave you with one of my one of our little little metaphors. And Luke and I Loves say this meta- every Loves now the and then on, on the coaching sessions. We all know that when you go on exercise, you do things at like seventy or eighty percent. You're at Shoalwater Bay, you're at high range, you're at Coltana, whatever it is, and you might even be doing a mission rehearsal exercise and you do things at eighty five or ninety percent. But no one's shooting at you. No one's going, you know, unless something really tragic occurs and unforeseen, nothing bad is going to occur. So you go through the motions, no worries. But when when you're on operations and you're doing things for real and the outcome and the effort and the things that you do have consequences, good, bad or otherwise, you're fucking doing things at 110%. Axon's on operations 24-7. I'm not doing this as a rehearsal. This is not just me having fun with people's lives going, oh, let's fucking put a plan in place and see if this is going to work out and fuck people's financial futures. Mm-mm. So I really, really want, you know, I'll leave it, I'll leave it with that, people. Um, if you want to know why I'm so passionate about stuff, because I'm doing it for real and what, the why I, we exist and why what we do is so important that I'm, I'm, I'm in this forever. Awesome. Tammy, thanks for hosting. Thank you. Thank you for being raw, real, vulnerable. And uh, I really enjoyed that too. I hope all of our listeners enjoyed that. Um, but yeah, we wish you a very happy 50th um, this month. And I'm sure uh, lots of our, our Axon Elite and our Axon clients will, um, will be sharing our very happy birthday with you. Fantastic. Thanks very much. It was a really great opportunity to be able to do this. See you all soon.